are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It's a beautiful night for a podcast. It's actually really cool out there tonight. It's, it it's, was cool. Well, it's not super windy, and it's snowing, and it's like a winter yeah. wonderland out there. It took me forever to get home from work, but that's okay. I'm home safe and sound with a <laughs> nice cup of tea here and ready for a good chat and conversation. Why? Did you drive the Volkswagen? Uh, no, I actually had to drive and get dressed and get up and get out of my house, unlike some others. I mean, even your dad got up and got out of his house today, let alone you, from couch to bed to computer chair. <laughs> I, I will have you know it was very labor intensive it, it very labor intensive day mm. i at mm-hmm. one point had to go up the stairs and make myself lunch come on true story what thank I goodness we had made you your lunch still <laughs> no not today she didn't show up <laughs> i uh but i had leftovers in the fridge so it wasn't too labor intensive but i did get up out of my chair was she uh, standing out front of your house with a sign? No more <laughs> lunch strike. Todd. I'm on strike. <laughs> if she was, I'd be chirping her that that's a lot more work than just coming in and making me lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Anywho, I'm excited. We got so much to talk about. Before we get into anything, I want to give... Want to introduce your dad? Oh, uh, crap. Really? Yeah, I mean, I would suggest that you probably should. Did I? I mean, did I forget that again? How do I do that? And sitting beside me, as always, is the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father! Real Redneck Don Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? It's hot, and it was a beautiful night for a drive over. Yes, he didn't walk. He punked out. Even with, his, even with his spikes on his boots. Hmm. Well, I think that's know, the first time in a hundred and some odd episodes that you drove over. Yes, and it was the first time we've had this much snow. Just way too <laughs> deep. Couldn't even walk the road. Didn't you used to walk this, like, ten feet more than this uphill both ways to school? Yeah, oh, frozen yeah. pancake on your back and the whole works. Yeah, that, that was a lot of years ago. <laughs> I, I did. I walked twice today already. And the second walk was right in the thick of this snowstorm, and I could only go two-thirds of the way that I, or the, the distance that I usually go, and it was just too deep and too much work. I had to call it. So I knew I wasn't going to walk all the way over here tonight. It's just yeah, too deep. I have my spikes. Flag I guess, on the play. Yeah, I can't walk any it. further. It wasn't can't slippery. I'm tapping out here. Yeah. <laughs> no, the spikes yeah. were great. I had no worry about slipping. I had good, good traction. It's just the snow was too deep. And then you had to yeah. move over for cars and... And I mean, it really got deep up against the curb. So, no, no way. Well, there you go. Hey, so we got uh, an interesting email this week. I don't know how, how we, we want to start and, and go through the uh, foundation format of this podcast, but there's a lot to talk about today. Fa- hold, sure. hold on, hold on. Are you trying to get fancy redneck on me here? The foundation what, what the format foundation? of this podcast. Oh, those were two big words that you didn't understand. Foundation, foundation format. format. That's five syllables all packed right into that. Was my gosh, Bill? I tell you what, I'll, I'll start with the smaller, broken up words that See, are easy to you understand. You gotta be careful home. because our server that hosts our podcast only has so much space. We pay for data, and the bigger words you use, they use bytes. They use bigger bytes. They use yeah. megabytes. Oh, there you go. That's, That's your dad <laughs> joke for the day, or what? That was my computer joke for the day. Yeah, and only only a select few will get that. <laughs> Versus the select few that'll go, 
foundation format. What the flip is he talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was work, that was work talk, right? So that yep. you, you, you really, all you said was, where are we going to now? But you, you sounded so intelligent. And, and wow, we yeah. got to listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, of course. That's what you got me on the podcast, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. To be honest, you're <laughs> totally not wrong. <laughs> so Without you, we are not meat and potatoes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it just as uh, to start us off on that, I got a really nice uh, text message that started off because I know why your dad did that because you don't check your emails. So he sent a text message to tell us that he sent an email, and then he came over and brought <laughs> yeah. me stuff, and he still asked me. Did you get my message? Yep. Did you check your email? No, I haven't had time to check my email. <laughs> but I, I was, I had a smile on my face from ear to ear when I read that. Don, I don't know if you want to tell everybody what we're talking about here. Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, family friends and uh, been in contact with them weekly on emails and that. They don't live near us. They they live north of London. And uh, we're in on another facet of our lifestyle, not not really the super redneck side, right? But but uh, Dale and and uh, Jacob, they hunt turkeys and deer, and, and oh yeah, outdoorsmen, outdoors all the time. And uh, um, Mary, the mother of Jacob and the husband of Dale, she's she's an outdoors person. She's out walking and hiking, and and she supports them and all this stuff. And she she really gets involved. And I got a great email from. From her, uh, this just yesterday, I think it was, congratulating us on our uh, podcast and saying that she had uh, discovered it from seeing the logo, the podcast logo. She's seen a trailer. No, you sent her a picture of us. You sent Dale and them a picture of us waterfowl hunting with with geese and that, and the trailer was in the background, and on the trailer is the website, www.theredneckcountry.com. And that's where, so she was like, oh, they got a website. And so, cause we don't really, we don't over promote it really. Right. I mean, in our, nope. in our personal we do, lives. We do, we so yeah. yeah, we do, but it's not like in your face. So she said she, she read that. So she checked out the website and lo and behold, she found out we do a podcast. And so she started listening and, and now they're, they're avid listeners. And so she emailed us to tell it was so awesome. It was so wicked. Yeah, it was. It made me smile. And I was, I was showing my wife about the story with the Brussels sprouts and how, uh, <laughs> how that, that worked out for her and her family, too. And I, I was pretty happy that I was able to influence somebody to eat their green vegetables. Yeah. So. Now, I haven't looked up that website yet, but I got it because I want to see this <laughs> recipe she's talking about. But I, I don't mind them. I do eat them. But I'm anxious to, to see this uh, salad with them in it. So that's what she said. She said, Katie Beagle's shaved Brussels sprout salad is what she said to look up. And so she, yeah, the the latest podcast, you guys were talking about Brussels sprout again. And I even just said, we're not meat and potatoes without Bill. Well, I guess and vegetables. And vegetables. (laughs) The good good greens. And I know, uh, and my brother's not on the podcast. He's probably listening to that, shaking his head, thinking, nope, nope, (laughs) They don't sell that at 7 to 11. I can't put that in the nuker. (laughs) But yeah, but Mary and Dale and Jacob, they're like super folks. I mean, they, they'd been to the gun club with us years and years ago and, and they hunt and, and like, they're just awesome people. And Dale awesome joined people. us on a goose hunt years so, ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, so man. it's just, 
so cool to hear that, right? Like, so thank yeah, you, Mary, for sending yeah, that along. That, yeah. I won't admit that I ever will try the Brussels sprouts, but. <laughs> well, you got it now. That's it. Don't tell, me, don't tell me they are. You got to take her out of work. Because well, she said that Jacob even took him on, on a, like a potluck with, with his buddies and stuff like that. And they had no idea they were, they were <laughs> Brussels sprouts, this, this concoction. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. But it's great oh, to have them as listeners. I'm really glad that they uh, got on there. That's super. Yeah, I I, I now question their their pastime and what they're they, they must not have cable or Netflix or anything yeah. to take the time to listen to our podcast. Well, we still appreciate it. Anyways. Oh, awesome. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It is. It is totally awesome. And, and the second thing before we get into what we did, you have a follow up. Oh, I do. I do. I do. I do. So, yeah, which is awesome, right? We got some response. So, so yeah, and and I had a call from the Sasquatch as well. And so the the way that this worked, we talked about, you know, having a bow season during our controlled hunt. So I'm not sure how many out there, you know, across the the states. We got we got a pretty good viewership um, in, in both sides of the border from Canada and the U S and the U S and Canada. And so, and and then other places like Brazil and Australia, like it's freaking wild. We're everywhere that that does listen. When I read the stats, I'm like, what? Somebody's somebody's listening to us over there. That's crazy. United Kingdom. And so it's pretty wicked, but, um, mostly from North America, right? United States and Canada. And so I don't know how much it applies, but in my area, we shut down deer hunting three weeks out of the the season that runs from October 1st to December 31st, we shut it down and and it's really, it can be really close to the prime time rut right after Halloween, the first full week of November and then the third week of November and then the first week of December, usually how it falls. And so we shut it down for um, antique firearms only, which it really equates to muzzleloader for us. Yep. So, for you guys. yeah. And so they, they shut down bow and you can only use that. You have to apply. You're only drawn for one of those weeks. You can't hunt all three and you can't, if you're a bow hunter, you got to stop because that's when you go in with your muzzleloader if you, for whatever week you were drawn on. There was a bunch of folks that were getting together. I, I thought, I don't know how many, but it, there was some Facebook posts on some some major groups, hunting groups that I'm on that, you know, they were going to try to get bow hunting allowed during that week if you wear orange. And I expressed some concerns from my side, but said, you know, I'm, I'm, I can be swayed either way. My concerns are that you could have, you know, some conflict now where you have bow hunters that would stop and then you had black powder hunters that have hunted forever that now the bow hunters that are there a lot more are going to say, hey, don't let these go. And then you're going to have the landowner caught in between between the yeah, control hunt folks and the bow hunter folks. He's just going to say, screw it, we're done. And so I got some feedback that the the bow hunting side of it that we're pushing for this, they've decided to back away and they're not going to push it. And so it's now a moot point. So that was the, the feedback I received. So I don't have they to worry tabled, about so, tabled for another couple yeah, of years. Well, I, yeah, I don't I know, so. right. That they're just going to kind of go back. Cause there was also talk that they wanted to be able to have those bow hunters apply for the controlled hunt and get an extra controlled hunt tag on top of their bow oh, tag. So that was another thing. And it's like, Whoa, that's going to hit deer population. <laughs> yeah, now, now. now we go from a hundred percent draw ratio 
to on that controlled hunt for us in this area to maybe we're not a hundred percent now. Cause you just added a whole bunch of bow hunters in there sure. going for extra tags. Right. So it, there was all, I, I, and I didn't even know all of that. So I got a bunch of feedback on that, but it's just been, it's a moot point at, at this point in time. That's don't it. know if they're going to bring it back up or who, or if there's going to be a charge lead, but it now is not the time they decided. And so that's where it Table is it for now. Move on and uh, readdress it at a later date. I suppose so. Oh, good. See where the things See where things lead. Yeah. So no, no disruption. No, no hunter fighting. Inner, inner fighting, which is always a good thing, right? And and, and really, good. my personality, I wouldn't be anyway. I'm just open. Let's let's have a conversation. But as I stated last time, there are some that that would go the opposite wet route, and it would yeah. not look good for hunters. So that's well, good. I guess those uh, those are updates and shoutouts, unless there's anything else. But that's good. I'm glad we're able to to reach out and touch yeah. the, the community. I got a few more shoutouts, but it's, it's going to be well what I talk about what I did this week. So we can carry on. Yeah. Now. So I, I wonder where we go first. I think. What do you think, Dad? We go to Bill. What did you do this week first? Sure. Do you want to you want to start off there? We can start off there. Do you want to start off there? Or do you want to start off? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So before we get into that, bear with us, folks, because we had a crazy idea that sitting around the campfire, we're going back to our roots, and 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 I've just floated this by Bill, the the foundation format for this next upcoming bunch yep. of podcasts. <laughs> I like that. I just worked that in. Yep. So and, and I didn't have time to talk. I just had an idea, and I said to Dad, "We've noticed that a lot of people love the." Feedback Feedback we get, love dad's old school hunting stories and how we try to bring in the tips and tricks of, hey, I'm going to try. I never thought of that. I'm going to try that because some of these old school guys got some some weird ideas and some, some things they did back in the day that have been kind of forgotten. And when, yeah. and that's how we learn to hunt. We listen to guys like our dads telling hunting stories. And we're like, oh, I'm going to try that. I didn't think of that. Or, oh, don't, or, you know, stay, stay in this tree stand because dad said, you know, he sat and it, and it went three hours and then all of a sudden within five minutes six deer walked right out from over that spot so and and so i'm not going to move i'm going to stay and so that's kind of how we learned to hunt and and got better and and kind of tried to still trying to perfect our craft but but got that's much right. better and much more successful by listening so had a brainwave that hey if that's if that works everybody loves listening to it we love listening to it uh, aside from our banter we're still going to open up with what you do this week and and allow me to get my my shots in um but dad pick pick a year Bring us one of your your hunting stories from the year. Allow me and Bill to add in our little two cents on how we've tried it or if we can relate. And we'll go week to week to week and try to incorporate dad's old school stories and some of those tips and tricks that you could pull away from listening to some of the crazy, stupid stuff they did. But yeah, it, worked. it worked. And maybe bring or, it back or and, it and use it. Or, or, or it didn't, didn't work. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't really chime in on that because not to sound cocky yeah. or arrogant or anything. Yeah. It's not yeah, like yeah, I got a yeah. whole lot of stories that didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway. Not, not to sound cocky or arrogant. Like <laughs> that being said, we got an action-packed <laughs> podcast now because oh, yeah. I did some stuff this week. You for sure did some stuff this week. And then we got to get Dad's story in. So where do we go? I think we go with you, Bill. The most exciting, sure. exciting part right here. Bill, well, we had, what uh, did you do this week? We can kick it off there. We had a good uh, good weekend, I tell you. I mean, we, we chatted on the last podcast, and I'll start off with a, uh, the, what I thought was fun anyways. We got the old old school skidoo out, and I can uh, thankfully say I got 30 kilometers into it, and I didn't break a thing this time. <laughs> Are you serious? First one, not a thing. So you Things made it out and back home well. again. 
and I made it back home without having to. I checked it every so often just to make sure every piece was still on it. No, did you but check yeah, no, it? Like you stopped, let it cool down. No, it's cold out there. You you stopped because you had to because the machine said we're going to stop. Let it cool no. down. This this time I stopped because I wanted to, as opposed to being because uh, I had to. So, <laughs> so, good morning, Saturday morning. Actually, Friday night I, I started it, and uh, whew, I, I smelled burnt rubber. <laughs> I thought I was having in a trouble there for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I smelled burnt toast. No, it wasn't one of those conversations where I needed to call nine one one. But we, we were a little had a little burnt rubber on the belt because the track was frozen uh, a little bit uh, more than I thought it was, and I fixed that up. It didn't take much, and took the belt off, put it back on, checked pulleys and stuff, and sure enough, it just needed to be run. And I went for a little rip on Friday night down to the end of the field and back and my beard was covered in <laughs> ice and snow and, and frozen stuff and that's all it's, it's good enough to, for Saturday morning I think I can do a short little uh, feeler run out of it and I did and I couldn't have been happier I just I went for 45 minutes just to try to you know put a, little, a few kilometers underneath it and uh, and see if everything was as good as I thought it was and then I I took Violet out afterwards for another half an hour ride and she just wanted to keep going and I I'm like, well, just I don't want to push it too much. <laughs> you know, it's as old as your dad, Violet. Let's take it easy. <laughs> That's it. It's a, it's a 1980 Everest 500, and and it is every bit as good as the 1980 Everest 500. It uses a tank of gas just to turn because the radius is so huge, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it, I, my 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 son uh, went over to his buddy's house to. Uh, to work out and uh, his buddy picked him up on his snowmobile with uh, him and the second <laughs> snowmobile the sister drove it doesn't matter but they're brand new and I got so excited looking at it because it has reverse <laughs> and, my, and, my, and it can turn darn near on a dime you're like going yeah. around the block well you don't need to go around the block yes I do it won't actually turn any other way it has to go on. that's the radius of the turn on and when I do turn around that block I've got to stand on one side and crank the handle yeah. that's it or you get off and you pick the track up and you move it four feet and then you go that way that's the only way that you're you're turning sharp on that, but I got looking at is all the fancy new stuff because he's got a, a like a newer skidoo with the coil over shock front end, and I'm like that's no fun. That's like my snowmobile <laughs> is work. I, it's a workout to use that machine. And in true almost guy fashion, I made a mistake in the summertime. Let me tell you what happens when you armor all a vinyl seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it would have to go fast for you to slide off the back, right? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I was holding on pretty good, and I was really concerned for my youngest daughter because that vinyl seat with armor all on it with a little bit of cold. That's that, so that awesome. sucker was slick. <laughs> so, You're Superman and on a 1980 skidoo. You have no idea yeah. why. I just can't keep my butt down. I mean, we're only doing four kilometers an hour topped out, but it's like my feet won't stay Oh yeah, it was like I was sitting on an ice block because my my snowmobile suit isn't like carhartt material. It's like that waterproof, not plastic, but it's a, a slick material. So you put those two surfaces together, and You're like Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation. You're just yeah. so- <laughs> bingo. 
<laughs> the, the beauty is though the thing's so long it's like one of them old wooden toboggans you can slide back a long ways before oh, you're off the back too, end, right? I, I kept going kept going back and it's an ab work pull myself back up. Yeah. I like it so that, was, that was my Saturday I got all that done I came home and and I uh, got the stuff ready to go to the gun club. And so gun, Sunday gun, morning. Gun. Yeah. Sunday morning, we uh Candace and I, she's doing a really good job working on my my shooting bag. That's almost uh almost done now. So that's gonna be uh a thing I'm bringing to the club in the next couple of weeks. But before that, I uh, packed up some shells, found some old uh black goose. Uh, yeah, eleven hundred forty feet per second Some stuff. I gave gave Candace to uh, to to shoot green and, gold. Uh, yeah, no, I I didn't shoot that. I shot Challenger. Um, stayed with what I knew, and and we shot. We were gonna go, only go to shoot two rounds, and we went, got to Toronto International, and we we pulled into the parking lot, and it was just us. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody else. I mean, nobody it, else it, is it, dumb enough to go at, in that weather in that cold. No. It was just the two of us, uh, and we showed up. There was minus 18 with a wind chill, and it was cold. <laughs> right, but and they say the best shooters are the dumb shooters because you can blank your mind. But anyway, carry on, Bill. Well, uh, yeah, well, it <laughs> took me. So we, uh, we got our tickets, and we were going to shoot two rounds, and I shot the first round, and uh, I, I ran 13 straight before I couldn't feel my fingers anymore. <laughs> and I got through the first two stations because I, I misplaced – my and I know shock and stun. I misplaced my um, electric heater that I or not electric, but my battery powered uh, heater. That's electricity thing. type deal. That's yeah, a form of yeah. yeah. It's electric. But I, like I had two of them, and I could only find one, so I gave it to Candace. Uh, you know, chivalry. That's what yeah. I did. And yeah. I gave it to Candace. And my fingers, by the end of that round, were so frozen that she gave me the the heater to to feel, and uh, and I put it in my my hands, and they went instant pins and needles because they were so <laughs> cold, and I did heat them up so fast. So I shot a I shot a nineteen the first round. Like I said, I ran thirteen straight, and then all of a sudden it's minus just, eighteen though, and you're bundled up, which sucks. Yeah. we've already talked about it. That's not bad. Right, you're like, eh, no, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's okay. You know, I felt pretty good when I when I was hitting them. I was dead center. I was on them. I missed a couple. Took my head off the gun, and I and I said, you know what? Let's get warmed up. And we got two tickets, and uh, to uh, paradise. Yeah, two tickets to paradise. Another another gentleman showed up. I I don't remember uh, who he was. I'd never shot with him before, but Candace did. The first ATA shoot that she went to, Candace shot with this guy uh, for her first round, so she knew who he was. And he asked if he could join us, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's just two of us. If you want to shoot with us? Go ahead. And um, so he said, yeah, you know, pick your station. So I, I started off on station three. I'm starting to like to start off on that station to kind of get, you know, to kind of get your mind right and shoot some what they call quote unquote the easy station. I mean, I, and, and minus 18 like that, it, no station is easy. <laughs> but you know, I, I just I felt good you know uh, coming in the first station Candace uh, this guy was on station one and I was on station three to start and then Candace was on station four and uh, we get through the first station and I break all five I, I don't even I don't even realize I'm at five and then the guy says change I'm like, oh, okay because you know <laughs> you were just yeah. in it your brain turns off it. no I, I turned my brain off I had my music on for the first oh, <laughs> what song <laughs> 
uh, it was ACDC something or other. And then by the third shot, the, <laughs> music, the, died. <laughs> the music died. <laughs> like, it's the music died. It's the day the music died. No. Oh, and you were singing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. It was gone. But I get to the first station, I get five. Okay, no problem. I get to the second station. I, I, I tusked five more and the same thing is like change. And I, oh, okay. I didn't realize I take the of the gun, move station, station five. And wow. You I were play. in it that much that you just didn't clue in. It was time. See, and that's why they go. No, I, it, ready. I, and I, I even made a joke. I even made a joke to him. I, I, I'm glad you're counting. Cause I can't even count to five. And, uh, you know, I, I broke five on, on, that's on when you're in it. station. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> And then I and then I get to station five, and you know I had I had um, three that uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it two straightaways, and then a hard left, and I broke those ones. And I I, I just remember the next one that came out was a hard right after the hard left, and I just took my time, and it just seemed like it was effortless. And I said I got all the time in the world. And I got in front of it, pulled the trigger, and that sucker broke in five pieces, and. And now I, I, I'm uh, clean coming off station five. And I remember, you know, kind of bopping to my <laughs> the song I had in my head because there was no music playing. And I said, to, I said to Candace, I, I said something to her. Cause Shooting she was to the voices. <laughs> yeah, just doing it. As I passed Candace, because uh, uh, she was coming off station one, I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. And I get to station one. And, you know, I was conscious now because station one's always my hardest. And now the wheels shooter. fell off. Wheels just fell right off. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, they didn't. But <laughs> station one's always the hardest for me because I'm always looking down the line to make sure the person on station five is um, has shot. Which sounds weird because you know my back is to the squad when I'm on station one, but every other station there's somebody typically to the to the left of me so that I can take my uh, cue off when you either know they lift when the it's gun your or, turn. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So. So my focus is always just a little bit off on station one, but I, I, I dusted five off station one. So now I'm going in to my last station. You're 20 straight in I'm minus 18 degree weather. Give yep. your hand heater away to the wife. Yep. I didn't even have a hand heater. I had a shaker hand pack, you know, the heat power, hot pot type thing. But Bundled up. Yep. And I'm 20 straight going into the last station. So now the gun's now heavy. It's the anxiety. The gun's yeah. heavy. You're, all you can hear inside your your head is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was. It was the anxiety of. I'm 20 straight. <laughs> this could be it. You know. This could be the day. And I get and I break my first one. I'm like, that's 21. And I break the second one. I said, that's 22. And I said, stop, <laughs> stop one at a time. And, I, and, and now I can feel, I can feel the pulse coming now, through. Every now you know orifice. how many shells you got to go on this station. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, I, I, I've got three more and I, uh, and I stop and I, and on my gun right where uh, the thumb button is to, to, crack open the, the, the beaver tail. I don't, I don't know what you want to call it, but the, the the release so that you can crack your gun open, put two shells in it. There's a, a pattern. And and my mom, like I, it's a, a soft focus, hard focus thing where I, before I close the gun, put the shell in, close the gun. I focus on that thing and tell myself one at a time. And I put the gun up and there's 23. Now heart's going even more. Now <laughs> put the gun up. There's 24. 
and I'm 24 straight going into to the, the last shot. And I'm very con- conscious of the fact that I've got one more left for my, my uh, first ever 25. And I drop that shell in. I take and I, I can even feel it now. I'm getting excited now. All about, the pressure <laughs> in the world. And all you can shot. hear is right. dad's voice. Don't drop the last target. <laughs> I was, and, but you know what? It's silly. It's like every time I shoot my last one, uh, you know, there's an old bull riding song. Uh, when you get on your last one, make sure it's the best one. Tip your hat. So you don't get off. Tip your hat and you know walk away. My my thing for the very last shot of every round, whether it's practice or competition, was when you shoot your last one, make sure it's your best one. That's what I say to myself for the very last shot. And I took a breath, pulled up, and I inkballed that coming out of the house. Oh, my god! And I'm 24, 25 straight. 25 straight, <laughs> Bill. So anybody and listen, it, it's a long time coming, folks, and it, because he beat himself. It, mentally, you are, you are the kind of guy that it, it, you critique everything you do. You want to be the best, and you are over, over, overcritical of yourself in every way, shape, or form. Every miss is overanalyzed. And I think I've even said that to you, buddy. You just need to shoot more. Quit overanalyzing. Quit trying to change something. You're just, just shoot more. And so for you to get here, I think now is the, 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 the path is paved because you've yeah. taken this much time to get here, overanalyzed, talked to everybody on the planet, got every bit of information you can, and you're now you're so set up that now that monkey's off. It's like, oh, now I know. Now it took, it's twenty five from here out the door. Right now, it's well, it's going to be a piece of cake. I hope so. I mean, I, it, it took me everything not to say to Canada because Canada still had one more shoot, and I took that shell out and I turned her, turned to her, and she just she shot and she broke five off her last station, so she was super excited, and I'm like. That was my first ever 25 straight and she lost it. She was super excited <laughs> on there, but you know, cause it, it was even a bit, bit more bittersweet because a couple weeks ago it was cold. It wasn't this cold, but I went 20 straight and on the last station, I dropped three in a row. And that's so coming into the last station, I'm thinking, don't have a repeat of that. You know, oh. all these, these negatives, mental, mental things are, are trying to weigh, weigh you down yeah. and, and I blocked it's, them all it's out. It's 90% metal, right? Like, so you know yep. it, right? So now, and that's what I'm saying. So anybody that's like, oh, it's just 25 straight, trust me. The first 25, that's a big deal. And anybody that tells you it's not, they're full of crap. It's just like anybody that goes to a big ATA shoot or any kind of, any kind of competition and is like, nah, I'm just here for fun. I don't care if I win. Bull crap. Because you can go yeah. practice for five bucks around versus paying like 60 for the 100 or 45, 50 for the 100 and be in this competition and wait, waste all day versus coming out for a practice to shoot 25 targets, right? So don't give me that. It's not a big deal. Winning yeah, is a big yeah. deal. And so for is sure. getting your first 25 straight. Like that's. And you know what? It, it, everybody's been so awesome. You know, I, I, on Facebook, you know, I, I, I reposted your post and I appreciate you doing that, putting that up there. So it's really nice to, to put that up. But uh, I was so. Like overwhelmed with the you know the people that have shot like Nabosha and those like those guys that have 99 straights and you guys do your 100 straights and and stuff for me to shoot my first 25 for a lot of people you're right it's just 25 straight but for me 
it's it's an accomplishment that, that I'm working towards and have been working towards forever. And it's like a unicorn. It just has escaped me forever. <laughs> this, you know, I've never gone 24 straight. You know, I'd always blow it with, you know, in my third station. And yeah, I'm who like, cares? Okay, well, Once you drop one, for, yeah, you might as well drop 10. Like, who cares? Now, now I'm shooting for a 24. And I've shot a lot of 24s, don't get me wrong, but I've never shot 24 straight with the opportunity to go 25 straight on my last shelf. Yep. So, but that's awesome. That was, and yeah, no, yeah. I, absolutely. Because every weekend you would text me your scores, right? And let me know where you were at and what was going on. And every weekend I'm like, you're like going to the gun club, got the 25 street badge. I got it right here. I'm <laughs> yeah. waiting to fire it off. And maybe I jinxed you. <laughs> so, yeah. and so now it was a, it was a big deal, a long time coming. And now I just know it's, it's going to be now because you've overanalyzed. Now you've already done the homework. Now it's, yeah. now it's golden time. Now it's, it's just look out. And, and that's in the winter bundled up, yep. can barely move or swing. And now it just, it gets easier from here. And I posted our text, but I got to give a shout out to Wendy. I don't know if you've seen it because it was through the Facebook, um, Redneck Country's Facebook Messenger, which I've added you, Bill. I just don't know if you know how to get there. Um, no, I didn't see. Didn't and so see. I, I posted up uh, on the story, and I didn't know. I, uh, a, I wasn't going to chirp you, which is not my M.O., because I was, yeah. I was so pumped, I couldn't even chirp you. I was just, it was awesome. But I did post our text messages up there of you messaging me going, guess what? I just shot 25 straight. And so she, rep- she, she messaged uh, Redneck Country, Wendy Hinton, and said... Um, Oh, you two are so cute with your text. I said, don't you ever use that term with us again. We're like the Marlboro men trading cigarettes out here on a trap line. (laughs) Did you write it down, though? What's that? Did you make a record of this day? That that day you run your. Oh, I bet you he's got the shell. He's got the hall. (laughs) How do you how do you know that? I know you. (laughs) So I I took the hall. Yeah, just to to finish that. Yes, this is for your dad, not you, Todd. I took the hall and I wrote uh, first twenty five straight. I took the primer out of it and I, I. Put it on my. You uh, took the primer out of it. Look, that's ah, even more than I me. thought. This is for me, not you. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. yeah. So I, I put the date on it, and uh, I, you know, I put uh, yesterday's date first, uh, first twenty-five straight, and I uh, screwed it into the the board I have with all the shells that I shoot. You know, I for every deer I shoot, I keep the I keep the shell, and I put tape on it with a date and where I where I where I shot it, and I put it in my hunting shed. On a kind of like a, a, a wall of fame type thing, whatever. This is the first well, that, I've that heard show you went do right that. there. That's awesome. Yep. Well, <laughs> you journalists. Yeah, I was going to suggest you get a little notebook and write these milestones down. Because you know, yeah. then when you're 74 and on a podcast, you can recollect these <laughs> yeah. and pull them back up. <laughs> my, my kids are going to look at all this stuff and say, why does he keep so many shells and stuff like that? What's his <laughs> date? First 25 straight. But super important. I'm never going to forget tomorrow or forget, forget uh, yesterday yesterday because it was like, I'm still pumped talking about it. Like I, <laughs> and Frank, Frank. Uh, uh, a few couple Franks. Uh, Emily's Frank was pretty pretty neat on uh, Facebook and was was very supportive and uh, put a couple comments. But uh, um, you know Frank uh, Benito there, um, he, yeah, he uh, said, "Hey, 
well, call me. I, I want to play by play how it happened. So I called him, picked up the phone. He picked up the phone. Congratulations. You know, he was super supportive of it. And, That's awesome. You know, it, it goes easy from here. He says, did you save your hat? I said, yeah, it doesn't even have any holes in it yet. He says, I'll change that on Saturday. Awesome. You know, make sure you bring that. My, I said, yeah. As soon as I saw that on Facebook, I went and got my notebook out to see if I could find out when I shot my first 25 straight. And uh, to go back and reminisce, and the first thing my wife said, she says, "What are you looking in that old notebook for?" So it goes back to, it kind of goes back to the seventies. And uh, I told her why the Bill shot his first twenty-five. She says, "Oh, did he shoot his hat?" I said, "No, <laughs> but but it looks like that's going to change this week." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hey, awesome. do you remember? Do you remember how long or what year you you did that? Both years. Well, yeah, I got this little notebook, and and do you remember uh, mine? I don't remember mine. Well, this one starts at my third twenty-five straight, which I was surprised. I got a little note here. Started using number eight extra hard shot, so I must have changed from seven and a half to eight, and and bought extra hard lead, and it says my third. 25 straight was May 7th, 1981. And, and, and then it goes on from there. I, uh, where are we? I looked forward again here and it says, uh, shot my, where are we here? Shot. I think I have my scorecard from my first 25 straight somewhere, but it's in a box downstairs. I'll have to that dig. Was, that was a long time ago for you. I mean, you, your your memory—you've had concussions too, so you used to start writing stuff down. I've had way too many concussions. I was yeah, way too many. Yeah. I remember it was uh, it was there was targets and uh, I had a shotgun in my hand. So Remington eleven hundred trap, nineteen sixty four model, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I got a note here. It says uh, shot my seventeenth. 25 straight. Oh my gosh, you kept track of that many? Yeah, <laughs> on July 3rd, 1982. And I quit writing in the notebook when I shot my 28th 25 straight. Because it was costing yeah. them too much in ink and <laughs> pens. Right, no doubt. But, but yeah, we but talked about that. Yeah. I got ready Super to, anxious to get that patch and put it on the, on yeah. the desk there. That's, that's awesome. That's it's coming your way. For sure. Next next goal, and you know what? I'm not going to uh, you know, look for that uh, tomorrow or the next day, but the next goal is, is yeah, it's 50, nope, 7,500, right? Just keep 100. going. Gotta, gotta, you get three patches steps. all at once when you hit the 100 guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, Well, there you go. That's what I did the, right for on. my week. Wicked. That's good to hear. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for, thanks for Congratulations, Bill. Yeah, I texted you, I texted Frank, and I texted your dad. <laughs> Those are the three people I texted pretty much yeah. right away. My brother, uh, I talked to him uh, yesterday. I'm not sure if I texted him and told him I shot my first 25, but he commented on the Facebook post before I had a chance to, or the uh, the Instagram post before I had a chance to tell him yesterday. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he, I didn't want he, to hear the story until we got on the podcast, but I was all no. about posting it up there. <laughs> no, he's, uh, I appreciate you doing that because I'm terrible for, for posting stuff on social yeah, media. Yeah, you are. I can share, I can share like a champ. Like you, you post it, I can hit that share button and it goes. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for everybody for being part of it and, uh, and get all the good good wishes and thanks. So yeah. it only cost me a million dollars to get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, keep track of those milestones now, Bill. You'll, you'll enjoy looking back on them someday. I know I do. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so, Todd, uh, I saw you had a pretty interesting weekend, too. I did. I did. I'm going to make this succinct. New new year, new me. 
So, so I did. I uh, two two things. So after after realizing that I screwed up my my gun and my butt pad and 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 fixing it as I shared last podcast, I uh, went out Wednesday night league and I tied for high gun. So I I'm pumped now. I got to go back this Wednesday for the shoot off or I forfeit. So, but. I, I'm feeling good again because I got yeah. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Why am I sucking so bad? I mean the weather minus 18 and all it's horrible. Wind chill, wind blowing targets, super fast targets, yada yada yada. Still no excuses. And so finally figured it out. So and it fixed it. Good to go. Tied for high gun Wednesday night. All is well in the world. Go back this Wednesday for the shoot off. Randy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I was going to ask who you shoot off against if it's the same. Won't same say the last, name, last time, unless he beats me. Then <laughs> 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 I'll come on next podcast and gladly say his last name. But yeah, Randy, I'm coming for you. So, um, so I did that, and then I, I got a, a message from our good buddy Isaac. And uh, who has taken the, the clinic. He's been a trap boy, knowing him for a long time since he was younger. Now he's, I don't know, he's got to be 20 anyway, I would think. But his, um, he said to me, hey, you want to come out and grab and hunt? I'm like, I'm always down for rabbit hunting. You name the time and the place and, and I'll meet you. And, and when we go to my spot, go to yours. He's like, well, no, I want to kind of have you come out and go through, you know, my grandfather's place and the, the farm here and, and see if we can. I, I'm down. I'm down and, and kind of look. So I said, sure thing. So we got there and I, I met him on when did I go? Saturday night, I guess. And so Saturday afternoon. So I met him out there and away we went, drove back in the bush and was walking along the edge. And I'm, I'm, I, I was explaining, you know, we want the, we want the bramble. We want the trees down. We want the, yeah. so we found some on the edge of the field. Right. And so I, I, I say this much. I mean, I know he knows that I'm saying it for the podcast purposes. Cause Hey, that's why we're here, but we want the brand. We want the trees down. We want that ragweed with the snow and it pulls it over the rabbits hide up under that. <laughs> and so, and, and especially along a fence row, or the edge of the field. And that's where you have the most success or along train tracks, right? And you get that bramble. So I said, well, let's walk that. So we start walking it and we weren't getting much. Now it was frigging windy and cold. I mean, Saturday it was, again, it was minus 17, I think, and, and wind chill and insane. Um, so, but Hey, we're, we're troopers. So we're going along and, do it. Yeah. and hitting bush. And let me tell you, the coolest part is while we're going, he's telling me where, Hey, there's my tree stand. That's where I shot my first deer. And, telling me the stories of, you know, their controlled hunt and him bow hunting. And Hey, I had this, you know, I had that. And as we're going along, he's, he's sharing stories, which is why I love rabbit. Hunting. I've said this forever, right? Like deer hunting, I take way too oh, serious yes. and it, it becomes work. Rabbit hunting, turkey hunting is just make it happen. It's just fun. Yeah. Right. And you get to talk. So we're, 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 we're walking along, you know, there's maybe 15 yards apart and we're telling stories back and forth. He's showing me all the spots out there where he hunts and, and how the deer move and, and his turkey where he shot his turkey and how they came through the woods and and stepped out what tree he was leaning against awesome it was just absolutely That's Isaac cool loved it it was, it was like wicked that, right? yeah you know being able to socialize a little bit and, and have a have a good conversation and have some fun in the outdoors I right mean, and, nothing, nothing and I never better. really had that conversation with Isaac before it's, it's been hanging at the gun club and, and, and I get performing and chirping and, and that's kind of how it goes and, and so this was kind of cool it was really wicked so then while we're going his father drives over in the pickup because we're on the edge of the field and, and he stops and he starts telling me stories about 
them deer hunting and then, and then them bunny hunting way back in the day along there and then how they got coyotes and they've seen Kyle and, and telling me all the stories of when he was out there chopping wood and it wasn't until he stopped chopping wood and looked up and there was like seven deer all standing in the woods looking at him and they were staring there the whole time he was chopping wood. The minute he quit the chainsaw, shut the, sh- shut the, the chainsaw off, they poof, took off. They didn't care when yeah. he was chopping. He's like, yeah, they, they didn't care I was chainsaw on wood it was when i stopped and looked at him i made him nervous because all of a sudden now it got real quiet Something everything stopped yeah. and boom and they and he's like they were standing right where you're standing now and he was telling me and and then he's like i'm sorry guys i'm taking up all your time you've only got a limited i'm like you know what that's what this is all about i that's said it. to him i walked over the truck i said this is awesome because i th- this is this is what hunting is right like i've shot lots of rabbits in my life <laughs> the, the stories are, are awesome keep going so so that was kind of cool and then he drove along and we kept going well we got in the woods and next thing i know i'm like hey there's deer hair here and and isaac's like look at look at there's deer hair and i'm like yeah but it's just is that rabbit or deer no it's deer but there's no there's nothing else and then isaac's like there's a leg holy look at that and dude the biggest freaking dead head attached to the spine rib cage everything and this thing i put pictures on facebook this thing is massive and i'm like dude this is not fitting in my back <laughs> like we gotta yeah. run this back to the edge of the field and this is insane i'm like i'm so sorry you're not gonna get to hunt this and then i realize he's like do you think it's buckzilla and i'm like oh, wait a minute wait a minute where am i because really the way i got to him is he he gave me the map how to, how to get to his grand and i'm like wait a minute where am i and he's like yeah you're hunting right across the road over there. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, no. That could have been my Buckzilla, too. So now not only am I just shoveled for him, I'm like, wait a minute. This could be my yeah. Buckzilla that I've been seeing. a whole seeing. lot closer to home. Because I'm looking at it going, you know what? That looks like the Big Ten. Like, you're not kidding me. Now... I don't know. Now I'm like, oh man, because literally we're we're a concession away, and there's no doubt in my mind that that buck can travel. Yeah, of course it can. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, you're like right there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like literally ten minutes, and you could be at my tree stand, walking, and I'm like, so, but cool find, right? Got to admit, wicked, wicked find. Amazing. I know you're gonna carry on the story. I don't want to spoil it here, but the. Was it like evidence of coyote or hit by a car? Well, you don't know, right? Because I'm looking at it, and that's what that's what I said to him. I said, "Well, let's look at the ribs. Like, can you see it?" And then I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. If they didn't find it and it was shot, chances are they didn't put it through the boiler room where the ribs are, where there could be a bullet hole or an arrow hole, like cracks the ribs. I don't see any ribs damaged, but." Really, if it got away from where they couldn't track it, it'd be a bad shot anyway, back in the guts or something where you wouldn't see it, right? There was, was no meat so, there. I mean, it was, it was no, totally, clearly it was the coyotes got to it anyway yeah, because, okay. I mean, it dies in the bush and no one finds it. The coyotes are going to rip it apart and everything yeah. else. But couldn't but couldn't he, tell. Couldn't tell. I tell you, looking at that rack, I mean, I, I got racks here that, that are dead, dead heads that have been chewed. You know what I mean? So I... I I didn't have any witness marks of like squirrels or Nothing. critters or Nothing. so I, it it was might have been recent. Well, let me tell you, it smelled. It still had it still had brain matter. So yeah. and that's it. I said he could have ran, ran himself ragged during the rut and just too weak and coyotes took him down. Like there's just that it happens, right? Especially when they get that big and they're just full of testosterone. That's their gig, and they'll just don't think and they they run themselves <laughs> ragged. 
And so could have. So ran it back to the edge of the woods. And he says, well, I didn't know about this deadhead, but my grandfather says he saw one over where we're going to hunt next. And I'm like, another one? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, good grief. Okay. So I said, well, what we need, we need more bramble. We need more trees down and because we weren't seeing a whole lot of rabbit sign. And so he's like, yeah, let's go over there. So I'm like, okay. So we left there and we drove over to the the, the other spot and right away start seeing rabbit turds. And I'm like, oh, there we go. There we go, buddy. And we're walking along through this open, uh, it was kind of like a meadow with, with smaller trees that were just growing up and, and some, and I'm like, this is, this is good rabbit hunting land. Like you got ragweed blowing over, like uh, with snow drifts over it. So they'll hide up under there. Sure, One could yeah. jump out at any time. You got a few little, you know, um, log jam type deals that were from trees down or branches down that they could be under. This is better. This is better rabbit territory. We're, we're looking and good. And seeing tracks and, and seeing, we're seeing, seeing turds. rabbit turds. You're, you're yeah, it's, it's looking up. So as we go, next thing I know, Hey, there's some hair and there's, the day and dude another giant i mean a giant with a big like the g1s had to be 10 12 inches so yeah so that was the, the one brows. that Isaac was holding in the picture yeah the brow tines oh. were just insane okay. and then had so, and then flat made them up like bladed them flat like oh oh so now i can ask my questions because you, you you said that there was two i thought judging by looking at them maybe that they were locked together or something or they were no you know, no they were probably three four hundred yards apart i would bet unbelievable like this is it's incredible to find one let alone two yeah. in the same bush with it within a couple hundred yards of each other those those two were amazing yeah so that the first one did you find or was Isaac found or well, Isaac, really, because he found the, well, the, the deer hair was what he first seen. Oh, and I, I mean, see. and okay. it was laying right there. It was like 10 yards from the first bit of deer hair that he found. So with him having these two, there is a chance that they're going to have European mounts as opposed to sitting up in a tree getting eaten by birds and squirrels. <laughs> well, I said, dude, I was, I, I went live on Facebook and did my darn phone cut out and I didn't even know it because it's a cold I didn't, temperature. I didn't hear your joke. I, didn't hear <laughs> I know, because I, I started out with saying, like, it was awesome. <laughs> Awesome. I, and, and I said to Isaac, I'm going to go live if you're okay with that. Like, I cleared it with it because we're on your land. You're going to get people bugging you now to come hunt here when you, you see the size of this head, right? Well, not anymore. And, there's, there's no well, deer left. Yeah, on that. No, don't say that because I'm only a concession away. There better be more. <laughs> yeah. so, so I said, and he's like, no, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm like, all right. I said, I'm going to make fun of you because, you know, that's my MO. I only make fun of people I like. And so if I don't like it, I just don't talk to you. And he's like, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. And he's kind of quiet and shy that way. And I'm like, cool. So I went live and, and I was like, he, I, I'm, I'm here. Isaac called me up, said, Todd, I heard you like rabbit hunting. And, and he listens to the podcast, which is awesome. Right. And so he's like, Todd, I, I, I heard you like uh, rabbit hunting. I'm going to teach you how to rabbit hunt. You come out here. I'll show you. I'll show you how to rabbit hunt. And so he was kind of like taken aback because it's not how it went at all when he messaged me. <laughs> but, but he's like, and I'm like, he invites me out here to rabbit hunt and he doesn't even have a good rabbit hunting hat. Cause I'm wearing like this one, my dad gave me right with the sides up and the funky Elmer Fudd kind of looking deal. And, and he's just wearing a baseball hat and, and then I went on about and, and we haven't seen a whole lot of rabbits Isaac like what's going on but we did find this massive deadhead and so that was kind of kind of my humor side of things but then yeah we found this other deadhead like it was absolutely insane unbelievable finds I, I could not believe when you showed me those two pictures oh. the luck that you had I mean that's a heck of a way to shed hunt 
I mean, it'll right? be fine. Right? Next year, sheds off those two. Deer. And that's what he said. He's like, and my one buddy that it, it, his dad actually lives around the corner and has messaged me. He's on my Facebook, a uh, Vanner. He's like, my one buddy's going to kill me. He asked me if he could come shed hunting here. <laughs> I, haven't, yeah. I haven't responded to him yet, and now here they are. And I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> I'm like, good thing you said you didn't. You didn't respond yet. And he's like, yeah, he probably could have, but now I found these. He's not going to want them. I'm like, yeah, they're not dropping horns. They're dropping heads. It's insanity. So, so anyway, we carried you guys, you guys on. And, do it. You guys do it different down there, don't you? Yeah, right? Yeah, we don't want sheds. We want whole heads. <laughs> so, so then we went on yeah, so and, and we started. In time, you haven't even seen a rabbit yet. No, no, haven't even seen. Now we're getting into turds. We're getting into tracks. And then we started getting into the, the fence row we were walking on now, starting to get some good jams up, log jams and, and, and trees down and branches. I'm like, now we're into heaven. I said, you get ready. Step out in that field. I'm jumping on this pile. He's like, all right. So he stood out in the field about five yards. I got up on the pile, started jumping, and sure enough, underneath me, I watch a rabbit take off straight up the fence row. I'm like, I, I went to melt my gun. I couldn't get a shot and away. I'm like, Isaac, rabbit! And, and he's like, I seen it! But I couldn't get a shot either. It stayed right along in the bush. I'm like, well, we're good. We know what's here. So as we're going, I'm seeing more turds, and I'm on the inside of the field. He's on the outside. We're walking this fence row. And then I said, okay, this looks like a good jam. He's like, dude, this looks good. You get ready. I'm going to kick it from this side. And I'm like, okay. So he starts jumping on it. Sure enough, that thing jumps out behind me and takes off through the thicket. I pull trigger once. Nope. Second time. It's so far. I don't know. And it's in the thicket. So I'm like, I don't know, Isaac, but it went into this thicket and this looks good. So I got down on my hands and knees and started crawling through. And sure enough, it was laying in the snow way up inside the thicket. I did get it. And as I'm good. crawling, I'm seeing rabbit turds after rabbit turds and tracks everywhere. And I'm like, dude, this is the spot. So I grab it and throw it in my back. But the problem was Isaac's like, but look, this is all ash trees and the ash borer bugs got to him and they're all leaning. He's like, I'm not comfy going through here. There's these trees are going to no. fall. So we ended up backing out, going through the open bush. But that good rabbits there just concerned the trees are going to fall. So that kind of ended our hunt, but it was a good time. It was awesome. And thanks for calling me up, Isaac. Now I'm going to reciprocate. I'm going to take them to my spots, and, and we'll see if we can get this thing going. And we'll, yeah, I think, I think Isaac's going to be a good hunting buddy, man. He's just, he put in the work. It, he wasn't a lazy rabbit hunter like I have seen. He's in there. He's kicking brush. He's, he put yep. the rabbit out to me, and, I, and then I tried so hard. I walked pine Pine lines and everything, trying to push them to him, and I we just oh, after that just couldn't do it. But like that, it you know, is. you can can move move around, and if, if if you got guys that are jumping on piles, you got other guys that are watching coming out, and I tell you that it, it makes a difference. One, if you got the property with rabbits, <laughs> you're not going to shoot rabbits if you don't you don't have them on the property. And two, if you got somebody that you can work with, because yep. I've yep. I've tried you know jump on those piles myself. And then, you know, and the rabbit scoots out or something. Like, oh, I, and I would never and, have yeah, shot People think anyways. they got big bushes. I will tell you, I, I don't believe big, big woodlots yeah, hold a lot of rabbits. They're always on the edge of those woodlots, right? I've never, yeah. I've not been that successful. And, and don't get me wrong. I have shot some rabbits in the woods, but I mean, we're not going real deep in the woods. You're, you're 20 yards off the edge of the field right. and in yep. the bramble and the trees down. And then you get into like big hardwoods and there could be some, I've not had rabbit success. And, and I know guys have been like, Oh, I got a big bush. Why don't you come out? It's, it's not about that. It's about the edge. I find the success is the edge of the fields. Dad, correct me where I'm wrong, but edge of the fields, train tracks at the edge of the train tracks with the bramble down, but edges of the fields and, and the brush piles. And that's where they're at with the, the hot, tall ragweed and 
hanging over and, and berries. Like where we were seeing rabbit turds, Isaac's like, well, it looks like one's bleeding. I'm like, I think it's got diarrhea from eating those red berries <laughs> is, is what you're looking at. Clearings, the edges of the clearings, especially if you're hunting gross, edges of the clearings. Yeah, yeah, so. But yeah, and, and I'm throwing that out there because I don't think that we're going to get to you to tell an old school hunt story because we just took all your time. <laughs> yeah, that's all right with me. But yeah, so, but, but it was awesome. I had a good time and, and I'm going to reciprocate. We'll get Isaac back. He's, he's in university, so he comes home on weekends. So we'll have to get him back next weekend and, and bring him out. My brother-in-law's oh, chopping at the bit now to go rabbit hunting too. So we'll, we'll get out and smash some more. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's the right time of year. That's for sure. And you know what? I mean, the snow isn't that deep, but it's, it's cold, but it, it's nice enough that you're not, you're going, well, I don't know. What you, you can't would, have deep snow either that I've done no. it. You just can't, they're not there. They're they'll, they'll burrow under the snow, but they won't sure. come out much either. They can't move very quick or very agile and they just stay hunkered down until it starts to dissipate a bit and then you can go. So a light dusting yeah. I like, cause you can see them against the, the background and yeah. Dissipate, that's a big word too Dissipate Yeah, that's a big word I tell you what, dissipate Four, buddy, four, dissipate I got you, I got you shook on that There goes another couple, Meg Alright, so (laughs) I don't, what what do we got for time? We got time for a a short story I think we we do, I want to do it anyway And I don't care if we go over, we just, people if you're driving You just, you get to listen to it some more Yeah, I'm right here. All right. What year are we going to, Dad? Uh, 18, 18 what? (laughs) Let let me start with the present. Let me start with the present. I get a present? No. No, you did get a present. You got some uh, pork patties. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this week, my, uh, my daughter's on this kick about uh, being on a diet with point value and every, all these foods, she scans the, the package and it tells her how many points the food's worth and she can only have so many points a day. And she was trying to make some soups and she called me and she says, it's terrible. She says, I know you make soups. What am I doing wrong? I said, well, you're making them. That's the first thing. So, <laughs> so I said, I'll, I'll make you some soups. So I today I made, how many did I make? I made 12 12 uh, bowls of soup, you know, like packages of soup and in, in, in containers. 12 containers of soup for. The other day I made uh, 12 or 15 for. And three or four different kinds of homemade soup. And, uh, of course, I kept a few for myself. And I've been having soup every day, and they're delicious. Well, then I got into this cooking mood. So I thought out some uh, ground pork. So I made up a bunch of uh, uh, breaded pork patties. And my wife and I had some for supper, and I sent some over here to Todd and Jen so they could have them for their supper. And I also thought— Just cooked them tonight. Yeah, and my wife loves them. And I decided, what the heck, I'm in the mood in the kitchen. I thought out a whack load of goose meat. So once I got the goose— This is where I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, I got a a thawed out, and I got it ground all up. I put it in a— big pot and I and I weighed it to see how much I had because I had to weigh out the the uh, cure the spices in the cure and I had eight pounds of goose meat so I measured out the the cure and the the mixture and mixed it all up in, in a great big pan and then I had to get my wife to help me put it through the grinder again so I could get it into the casings I ran the casings and and made them work while she was stuffing them down in and, and running the grinder. 
So I made eight pounds of, of casing stuffed pepperettes. And oh, they, they looked fantastic. Yeah, I sent you a picture of them all on the table waiting to be waiting uh, to be smoked. So, so I got to ask you, and I don't want to take too much time because uh, I, I really want to hear your story, but I got to ask, what do you got for a smoker? I've been looking into different options. I mean, the Weber is the Weber. I got some new accessories for that today. I won't talk about it on this podcast, but I've been looking into <laughs> trying to find a smoker and I'm looking for your recommendations on what you use. And I, not me. You're talking, need to talk to Todd and Rick because my smoker is an old, I can't remember the brand name. It's now. like a Weber. It's, it's an egg. It's a barbecue type smoker. Where oh, charcoal. I don't want to talk to Todd on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll teach you, Bill. I'm not Weber certified, but I'll break it down. Mine, it, mine is hard to control the temperature. In fact, it doesn't tell you the temperature. It's got, it's just that, got perfect. It, like it's got a needle, hot, hot, cold, and warm. And mine's even hard to. I have a propane smoker. Mine's yeah. even hard. I want to. I, I. I don't. I'm not an expert on it, but I'd love an electric one that takes the yeah. the, the pucks. Well, that that's I can where you. Set you it and I and talked about this before it. when I was yeah. at your house. Uh, I think for the goose hunt, even where we're looking at different uh, options and stuff. And I'm still not decided yet, but I, I'd love to get something that's electric. You know, you do all your your meat preparation, and you call it. it 10 o'clock at night, you turn it on and you can have, you know, cured sausage by the morning. But I'm so, Weber, I love it. But it's a lot of work to keep it maintained, keep it, the heat going, add charcoal bricks to it, all that kind of stuff. But with the electric puck-based, pellet-based, whatever. And, of course, we're not sponsored by, by anybody, but Traeger, I've looked at theirs. I've looked at Pit Boss. I've looked at a couple of Master Chef. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know what direction to go because I'd like to do like eight to 10 pounds of goose and make pepperettes out of it and put it in and cure it uh, and, and uh, smoke it. Well, but I cannot do that with any confidence. on had to cure overnight in the fridge. And so I called my, my uh, son-in-law. He's off for a few days this week. I said, Hey, this is perfect. When you're off, can you find time to put these through your smoker? Now I don't know the brand name, but it takes pellets and he can control the heat and it's propane run, but it burns pellets. And so he said, yeah, sure. What do, you, what do you need? I said, well, 200 for a couple of hours. So he could only do 185 or 220. I said, well, okay, put it at 220. But watch it. Internal temperature has got to be 165. Can you, can you measure that? He says, yeah. So he called me. He says, hey, it only took an hour and 20 minutes, and they're at 164 right now. By the time you get here, these will be ready. I'm going to get ready to take them off. And so he smoked them perfect. So I've already ate a couple, and I, I cut them up and put them in links, and I brought a whack load over for Todd, and so so they turned out great. So I was in a cooking move, so I got all kinds of food to eat now to this week. So that's what I've been up to, which kind of took away some of the boredom of being inside with the snow. So that was kind of neat. And <laughs> now Todd says you want to go to 1970. Well, I start, I got pictures. I was showing Todd pictures tonight of uh, my buddy Bill Chilton. Still shoots with him. Still shoot with him at the gun club. Bill Todd knows him really well, but uh, we started hunting ducks together in 1970. Uh, but I want to jump to 1973. I want to jump. Whoa, whoa! Wait, that's like three podcasts away. You sure you want to bypass 1970, 71, well, 72? To it, but if you want to do that, that's fine with me. Nope. You share the story you want to share. Well, yep, that's what I want. We want passion, Dad. And if you don't want to talk about 1970, but you want to talk about 73 and that's what's going to bring out your passion, then we'll go there. Well, 73 was a, was a 
good year. It was a really good was, year. Uh, it is a good year. I got a car from that year. Good hunt. <laughs> and it, it really opened things up. But car, I'll, I'll air go quotes. back to 70 with, with uh, and, uh, Hunt with Bill. But in 73, um, we were camping at the time. Of course, you kids weren't born yet. And we did a lot of camping with friends in Sauble Falls and went to Sauble Beach. And so I started exploring the area, and I found out that Wyardon has a lagoons like Elmer does. And so you can hunt the lagoons. They don't have blinds or anything put in. It's not controlled. You could just hunt the lagoons. But there's so many places to hunt up there, the locals don't hunt those lagoons. And so I decided that uh, between Ian Frew, Charlie Collins, and myself, we're all going to take our trailers for opening day of duck season because it opened a week earlier at that time than it did in the Southern District. They were the Central District, and it opened a week earlier at 12 noon. So we at 12 noon? 12 noon. Duck yeah, season that's opened kind of, at 12 noon. That's so weird. Very specific. It's yeah. like sneaking on. I'm just sitting there on the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, just wait. Yeah. There goes your <laughs> so hunt. You know what? Nine. At 12.05, the hunt is <laughs> over. Yeah, 12 noon. So we decided we'd get up, we'd get up there, and uh, but the week... Ahead in Wyarton, it opened in the morning. So at down in the southern, which district, makes a little more sense. Yeah. So <laughs> a week sooner, the Saturday sooner, and it opened in the morning. So we drove up Friday night, got our trailers set up, and in we go in the dark, uh, trying to find this place in the dark. We no, well, I've only been there once or twice in the daylight. So we finally find it, and we there's a car there. So oh, there's somebody here. So we get out. Walk up, there's this guy standing there, and it was Charlie Zealous from the gun club in St. Thomas. And I went, Charlie, shoot with the guy every, every week. And I said, are you here to hunt ducks? Sure to am, but my partner hasn't showed up. I said, well, what we're here for? He says, well, can I hunt with you guys? Well, sure, why not? Let's hunt together. And he had a dog. So we went in and we picked out, we went to the center lagoon. Nobody else but us four. And uh, Charlie had a really nice uh, retriever so i was going to try and put the decoys close to shore and maybe run lines out to him or whatever i could and he said throw them out a little bit so the ducks can see him i said charlie we've got no boat or nothing i'll never get them in got nothing to reach him he's oh I'll get the dog to bring them in i said your dog will retrieve decoys oh yeah you just say decoy instead of duck and he goes and bring the decoys really? in for you yeah i went Oh my gosh! All right, so we heaved him in, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and if not, he didn't care. They weren't his decoys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he doesn't want to bring him in today. Well, have a good day. <laughs> anyway, I trusted him. I believed him. So it, it got daylight, and there wasn't much flying, wasn't much doing, because you got to remember it was a week earlier than than down there, so it was really warm. It wasn't cold or windy or anything by any means. And I said, Charlie, you hunt here often? He said, I hunt here every opening day. And he said, I can't understand why my partner hasn't met me here. He said, the guy lived up this way. He's my friend. I can't understand why he, he hasn't met me here this morning. So I said, well, the ducks usually fly. Yep. He says, you'll, hear, you'll start to hear the guys on the lake, on the river, different places. You'll hear guns. And he says, then they'll start coming in here. And we'll even get diver ducks and we'll get, we'll get puddle ducks. We'll get everything come in here. I said, really? He said, yep. Well, pretty soon the flights started coming. Well, I'll tell you, it was a blast. We got mallards. We got bluebills. We got golden eyes. We got blacks. We had a blast. And that dog, it would retrieve anything. It would swim for miles to get a duck on that water. 
and it was it was just incredible. We just sat with our backs against a post uh, to break our silhouette. How did you know where to put the decoys? Like in the lagoons, it's it like how do you know where they're going to come in? We just put them in. You the didn't wind. scout ahead of time, right? Which is a big thing nowadays. So you just went and just trusted they'll come to the decoys. We trusted some. We trusted they would come to the decoys, but we also played the wind so that they would circle and come to the decoys. And we didn't. Uh, Everything didn't fall right out of our laps. And I'm telling you, that dog when, and the weeds behind us and the heavy brush, that dog would hunt for 15, 20 minutes and bring that duck out. And you could shoot lead See, at that time. I, I, shoot I, lead. I tell you, when you, you say where do you put the decoys, it's lake hunting and, and water hunting in my his, uh, history is, is different. It's not like you're hunting a field where you have to know exactly where those decoys were landing or those uh, those geese were landing the day before. When we, we hunted Lake Erie for Bluebills uh, layout boats, we knew like the general area where we would have, you know, we, we could set up based on the, the length of our decoy uh, strings and, and, and the vegetation underneath and that kind of stuff. But to say that, yep, the ducks were landing right here yesterday didn't yeah, necessarily no. matter. Out on the know, lake, but, but I well, find when I pond hunt ducks and that, if the pond's big enough, right, like you get those big L shapes, they'll they'll navigate to one end of the pond or the other. And if you're at the wrong end, it makes for a bad day. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, you know, and we didn't get everything decoy us. Like we were in the middle lagoon and ducks had come in and circle and land in the two outside lagoons. Well, then we'd sneak them. And then we'd, we'd crawl along and hope we, we could get closer. They'd swim close to the bank and put them up. And I did that a couple of times. I remember on the lagoon to the right, there was a bunch of blacks come in and landed. And so I went back in the bush and went along, and then I snuck out, and I crawled over the crest, and I got down close to the water. And and uh, Ian was with me, and Chucky kind of hung back. But Ian says, you think they're going to... You think they're close enough to when they come up? I said, I have no idea, but they ain't swimming towards us, so let's see. So anyway, when they got up and flew directly away from me, I had an old L.C. Smith double barrel, and I hand-loaded my own shells with Winchester 540 and lead. That's some hot, that's some hot powder. I mean, they were, they were awesome loads, and they were known for 80 and 90-yard shots with those lead at that time, as long as you could put the lead on them. Well, they flew straight away, and I brought the old double up, and I killed two deader and a mackerel going straight away, 85 yards straight out over the pond. And <laughs> it was awesome. Well, then we had another flock come in and land in the left pond. And so I did the same, same thing, snuck up to them, and they were closer this time. So when I stood up, only two got up. And so I shot... I shot at the two, but when I shot the first shot and knocked him down, the rest lifted, and I got three more with the second shot. So it was it was awesome. <laughs> the days of lead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. It hits a lot harder, yeah. but you still gotta you still gotta be a shot like your dad to get that that kind of you know what happens. I've seen your dad shoot long shots, so this is believable. To me. <laughs> he is the cleanup guy. He's got no options now with his age because <laughs> yeah, he's the last he's to get, get up. We, we've all been... exchanged three shells each, and then you finally, Daddy, you'll be like, "Well, yeah. I think we got." Oh, that's still shooting. Oh, that he's just been started. training his whole life for this, but apparently he's been training his whole life. And, and, and the other thing that impresses me is the memory like a steel trap. To, to remember that hunt that day, and I, I know you keep notes, but you don't keep 
He doesn't have that. notes on that. He's just got his photo album. He didn't. I he didn't pic- journal at pictures. that time. The reason I know the year is I got the pictures of me, Ian, and Charlie sitting in the campground with the picnic table. And I got pictures of us at the lagoons. I got, I got right there at the lagoons pictures of them in my albums, 1973. So we we hunted till pretty near dark before we got our limit, and of course Charlie was as good as his word. After the last duck is in, we said, okay, that's it. It's too bad your buddy didn't show up. He said, hey, I'm happy. I was glad you guys showed up. And uh, he just said to the, he just said to his dog, he pointed out, retrieve. He says, decoy. And that dog brought every one of my decoys back in. Dragged, that, <laughs> dragged the, right along. The anchor came right with him and, and had them all in. So I said, said to Charlie, is this on your, you, you home anymore? Like through the year or anything? He said, nope, just opening day because it opens down where we live next week. So no, this is the only day I hunt. So Chuck and Charlie and I, we put that on our list. But the highlight, the the highlight of the day when we went back, oh, man, we were feeling good. And we were cold. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a long day. We got back to the trailers and our wives. In fact, my parents had gone. So that was a fourth trailer. My parents had taken theirs, too. Now, my dad didn't hunt, but they, they were there. So there's Charlie's family, Ian's family, my um, my wife at the time, we were, I don't think we we're married too long, and my parents. And so when we got back to the trailer, the women had a great big pot of stew and homemade bread waiting for us for supper. Oh, man, it was good. I, I said, it's ready to eat? Yep, but you guys better go and get some hot showers first and warm up. We went and took hot showers at the campground, came back out and sat down and had that big bottle of pot of stew and went ha- went to bed happy. Oh, I'm telling you, I can still remember the feeling of climbing into that that bed in that trailer, warm, toasty, belly full, and unlimited ducks earlier that day. Oh, it was the greatest feeling. Like the, my wife said, That's awesome. you look happy. I said, oh, you can't wipe the smile off my face. This was a great day. And I said, how was your day? She said, it was wonderful. We went shopping. <laughs> That's how my camps. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some things never change. It's, it's, it's no, always. no. That's how mom camps. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, that's exactly what what this podcast is all about. Those stories there, you know. And Todd not interrupting, which is fantastic because he had nothing to add to that. It was actually good. Listening. I I enjoyed oh, yeah. that. <laughs> he, he had me was, riveted. Yeah, I was. Yeah, those are the enjoyable stories. And I'm looking forward to this this segment of the podcast where we can, you know, in future episodes hear more of these type of stories. Tell you what, the days like of lead. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what that is right there. But thank you for sharing that. that that's that it was is, great. It is the days of lead. I mean, I really miss them. But I, I've learned to shoot steel, but it's not the same. But if I can, if I can, I want to show Todd the, the pictures here. Of, no, 73. If I can plan them in, a we'll hurry. get them. I'll make a little slideshow. I'll put a little audio excerpt to this, and I'll post them. There we are. That'd be great. Right there, my LC Smith double. See that. Yeah, I wish he still had that L.C. Smith double. I'm on the hunt. I want an L.C. Smith double. Anybody out there has got an L.C. Smith double, you email us. Podcast and that was at, with a double gun, too. That wasn't with your automatics or your pumps. That was my L.C. Smith double. Podcast at theredneckcountry.com. I want an L.C. Smith. And I had a beard back then, too. You have a beard now. Yeah, but it's a whole lot of different color. I remember yeah. pictures I remember seeing. <laughs> a little more camouflage back then. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Let's see, you're hunting gray spruce. 
Depend, yeah, or snow. <laughs> <laughs> On a sleigh. Instead of shooting yeah. deer, they're pulling you. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, on. I like that. Days of lead. It's coming. We're gonna have more of those. Have to be a little more succinct well, in our opening. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. But no, thank you for that, and that's great. I'm glad we're able to have that. I hope people enjoyed that. And uh, if you're if you want more, keep keep stay, stay in tune because there's gonna be lots more. I Heck yeah, it. that's awesome. Wicked, awesome. All right, Bill. Well, thank you. And congratulations you. on your 25. Put them straight. Keep them coming. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to seeing what the future has. Right. Oh, all righty. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.